0: Great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Strategic Possibility Show, where we discuss success and growth to help you launch potential in your personal and professional life. My name is Emmett Ferguson, and I am your host. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to the episode. I'm excited to do this episode because this is a pretty serious topic, and I think this is one of those topics that are going to pick up more traction as time continues, as social media gets bigger, as social media becomes a bigger part of our lives, and all the different media companies start competing more and more. And I read this great book lately. It's called An Astonishing, Disturbing Book, Trust Me, I'm Lying, The Confessions of a Media Manipulator by Ryan Holiday. This is a pretty famous book. It had a lot of popularity a few years ago. Um, It's called A Playbook. For the Dark Arts of Exploiting Media. And this book, Trust Me, I'm Lying, has some pretty, pretty mind-blowing things that happened in it from someone who applied the ideas of media manipulation and literally made some massive campaigns out of it. And with that said, media manipulation, it doesn't, it's, you know, when you think about manipulation, it's not just coercing somebody physically and you know tricking them into doing something that they normally wouldn't do it can be as simple as influencing the belief something that might not be accurate and or it's literally manipulating the stories to either suit your agenda or um, to to get an idea across that might not be accurate. And the thing is, is when it comes to the media manipulation, I, I don't think it's so much a, I don't think it's always so much a purposeful thing. Whereas, you know, it's not some like, and, and some people might be thinking differently, but I don't think it's like some conspiracy, you know, all the way from the the top where they're like, okay, let's all make all of our articles, you know, sound like be bad, Mr. Pen- misrepresentation of data. I think it also comes down to individual journalists, individual researchers, independent researchers, and media people who don't, or even the the population, right? You compare, you take one area of, you've got the media manipulator, you know, you've got someone who has some influence that can get their ideas out to tens of thousands, millions of people with just a single click of a button, you know, publish, And suddenly a bunch of people see it. And you've also got on the other side, you've got uh, tons and tons of people who, let's look at it this way. So I want to say about, I think about 60% of people have not been to college. You know, 60% of people have not gone through, you know, rigorous training in the area of critical thinking. And I'm not saying that people don't know how to think critically. I'm just saying that, or that 60% who haven't gone to college or that college is the only place you learn critical thinking. They try to teach it in in high school and uh, middle school. But when it comes to that skill to look alternatively at ideas, that's very, very beneficial for, for business, very beneficial for like inventing, for writing and things like that. And when you're thinking about those skills, there's a huge population of people that are on the internet who, you know, don't apply that extra level of thinking. So, we're talking about like if you've ever read the book Thinking Fast and Slow, where uh, I think his name is Daniel Kahneman. He's a, uh, an award winning scientist who thought about two areas of, of thought, right? First is your reaction, right? Your instant reaction to something. And then, then if you think a level deeper, that's your second mind. So I think he calls it like the first, the first reactive mind or the the first initial mind. And then, you know, the secondary thoughtful mind that helps to interpret information better. And whenever you're reading anything, I mean, the first thoughts that are going through your mind is, oh, is this going to, is this article going to add value to my life? Is this uh, idea going to be helpful for me? And then you got to realize that there are people out there and this book talks about it a lot. Trust me, I'm lying. It t- talks about it a lot. The, the confessions of a media manipulator is basically the, the concept that, let me turn this back on so I can have it. So the concept is that there are people out there who have jobs, who their job is based on the number of people that they can get to view their material. They Their job is to get you and entice you into reading what they have to say. And of course, you know, in journalism, they say that you should try to check your sources. They say that you should be as accurate as possible and all of that. And there are great journalist companies that do that, whether they're the, the top people at CNN, Fox, Wall Street Journal, The New Yorker, you know, they might be they might be lean towards a certain bias sure, but they try to paint the information accurately but there's millions, thousands, hundreds of thousands of bloggers out there tons and tons of bloggers out there who are submitting articles and things whose job is solely to get views they don't really care about that accuracy So you know you've got the very big organizations that are accurate right they're they're doing their best to paint accurate and I would even say some of them, you know, Maybe they do. Their mission is to be create their information. But from an individual standpoint, from an individual standpoint, every, they can't you know the, the mission can't manage every single journalist that is on their team. You know they've got their goals. They got their goals. The editor has their goals. They've got their numbers to hit. They got to get more views. They got to bring in revenue. So they basically their job is to literally get you to click, to influence you to listen to their story, to read their story, to hear their story. And when that is your job, when that is your business, that starts to starts to change the way the game is played. And this book talks about it. Trust me, I'm lying about how how. It used to be about painting accurate information, but now it's about the clicks, getting the views, bring them to the page, get them enticed, get them excited. It doesn't just happen in the media; it's also advertising as well, because the only re- way that they're gonna people are gonna get advertisers is if they get views. So, we're gonna go ahead and talk about here media manipulation tactics, and it doesn't—it's ha- not some complex like this, this conspiracy theory concept of, you know, oh, well, um, you know, aliens are, are living in our sewers and they've taken the form of reptiles and they're trying to get us to accept 5g and, you know, the 5g is going to make us sick. And then we're going to, you know, lower our economy and all that stuff. You know, I'm not talking about like wild conspiracy theories. I'm talking about a, a journalist or a writer an author, a blogger who, basically has to get their voice heard. You know, it's, it's the way they make a living. And how do they do that? Um, you know, the most accurate information is not going to get views, right? Like how many people like to read research papers? How many of people are going to read like an accurate, unbiased statement, right? You're not going to read a headline that says, says flowers are... S- Flowers are popular products right now, you're gonna read something like new new trends in business are skyrocketing flower stocks, right? So you you when you're looking at data in marketing and advertising, you're looking at two areas here. So one is getting the view, and then the other is you know keeping people engaged. And there's two ways to do that. You do that with headlines, right? You don't just give the Specific headline, you give like a you paint up a picture, right? You paint the picture, you make it a really interesting headline. And then what you do is you take that headline. And I'm not condoning any of this in a negative way, right? People are going to be doing this. Jer- companies are going to be doing this. Writers are going to be doing this. Editors, advertisers. I was speaking to this uh, woman who told me that she couldn't handle her job as a. Um, as a writer for her company, as a reputable news company, she didn't like her job because her manager kept telling her that she had to make her uh, her article title a little bit more engaging, a little bit more controversial, and she didn't like that element because she felt like you know she felt disingenuous or whatever. But the thing is, there are people out there, there are businesses out there, there are employees out there whose jobs are to do things such as create a more enticing headline something that gets you to view the article and here's where the danger here's where the danger is right we're going to be talking about the danger throughout uh, through media headlines and you know this type of manipulation and maybe they don't do it on purpose maybe they do the research and they just don't know how to do research into the idea but take a, a, an idea take something that take a an article so, a, something that was researched and you know what's happening is that people are not reading the full article the people that are reading the full articles are the people that you know want to look into the deeper part of the story but the majority of people you could tell this based on tracking information on social media you do the tracking information on social media it's got it's got number of impressions number of click throughs and what that means is number of impressions is simply the number of people who have seen who have like who where your article has come across their eyes right just thousands you usually get thousands of people that do that and after that you've got click throughs and click-throughs are essentially people who saw the headline, who saw the content and was like, I got to learn more. I want to learn more. I want to read this article. I want to see what's going on with this information. So those people actually click through are very, very few. You know, you're you're doing a great job if you're getting 10%. If you're getting somewhere between 5 to 10%, you're doing a great job. Now, what that means is that lots and lots of people are reading through headlines. And I haven't done research on this, but how many times have you read an article or looked at an article headline? You look for the comments to see if someone would give away the answer of what's going on or, or the analysis. Yeah. And if you think about the people that are doing that, there's probably plenty of people who are like, oh, I don't want to see advertising. You know, I'm just going to take this headline. They're going to agree with it and they're going to go with it. So that in itself Like it's about those impressions, right? People just want you to engage. They want to get you engaged with the headline. Headlines, I did this paper once, and you know, basically, headlines are probably going to be the main source of information in the future. It's because there's so much information out there. There's so much information coming at people. It's the headlines that are going to start to mold, whether it's public opinion. Whether it's um, you know investing ideas, you know you read a headline, you, you see oh X Y Z company just launched a brand new product or uh, got a product approved by the FDA, you're gonna look into that based on the headline alone. You might not even read the article; it might not even be an accurate article, but that headline is going to have a huge impact, uh, effect. Now, ultimately, yes, people want to. Get you to click to read the article, but the same people that are basing their opinions just on the headline alone versus the same people who are actually clicking through to to check for resources or check for sources and check citations, they're not the same group of people. And the the large group is going to probably base their ideas on headlines. So, where's the danger? I mean, uh, you know, you think, okay, fine, but here's the danger is. Uh, companies that start to just simply just put headlines you know they might even might not, might not even be an accurate representation of the information because you know you think of a think of your own life and you think about everything that 's involved with your personal life, your story you know your relationships, your struggles your challenges your um, insecurities you know what it took you to build the confidence that you have or what it took you to build your business that you can't encompass that in a headline. Yet, yet some of these stories that are shared on social media, in, a, in as little as a tweet, it doesn't paint an entire picture of what's going on. And yes, you can headlining is important. You can capture the main idea of something, right? That's the whole goal of a headline is to capture the main idea of something. But that's not enough anymore. You gotta create a headline if someone wants to mold mold somebody's opinion, if somebody either wants to A, influence an opinion, or B, get someone to click through to view the article, they got to create something engaging. They got to either agree with someone. They got to create a headline that either agrees with somebody's opinion so much that they want to read the article, or they got to disagree with that person so much that they're like, okay, I got to see what's going on. Now here's the thing is that people when when you disagree with something, you know, you're probably not going to spend the effort to go ahead and read the article, right? So let's say you see a headline it says cats are evil animals. You know, either the person that's going to read that is someone who finds that amusing and wants to learn more about cats or someone who, you know, has a conspiracy theory about cats and wants to read more. But the person that's like you know, I don't really like cats, I don't really care. They're not going to read it, right? So you want to pick your audience. The, the the media manipulator as, you know, Ryan Holiday says, is going to know how to capture this attention. And ultimately, you know, when you're scrolling through social media, most of what you're doing is not, oh, where can I what information you're looking at social media and you're going through, Oh, what should I take the time to focus on? Is it a video? You know, you're scrolling, you're looking through different comments, you're looking through different ideas, you're looking at headlines and you look at these headlines and you're just saying, you know, wow. Okay. This is what's happening. All right. Very cool. And you're just flipping through it so fast and it's really difficult for any person in media to get your attention unless they've got something that captures your attention, whether it's controversy whether you know it's a molding of the truth, and here's the thing: is when you read some of these articles, you know I'm not saying the journalists themselves don't know how to interpret data or they don't know how to accurately present it. I mean that's not really always. Up. But what they do, or what I see happening, is you know they they create the enticing headline, and then later on in that article, later on in the article, they share more accurate information. So they actually share like a Uh, uh, an unbiased interpretation of what's happening. They share the data, but they don't share all the data. So, you know, when you look at your information, there's two great ways to protect yourself. One is to look for resources and interpret it yourself. You know, you go into the article, you read the article, you go beyond the headline And you don't even have to read the entire article. You just look for citations. Look for the resources, the references. Look at the references and come up with your own interpretation of it. And then another way to do this is to take what Daniel Kahneman calls, he calls like the, the, I can't remember the exact terms that he uses, but that first thought mind, that reaction, that mind that just automatically reacts. It's emotional, right? And we don't even notice it because right now, right now you're probably... You know, not applying you know that second thought process, you're just going through this and you're listening, you might agree with some of the things I say, you might disagree. You know, some of it might make you feel good, some of it might make you feel bad. I don't know. But when you think extra, when you go beyond just that that wall, that first wall, that first barrier of thought, you can really dive in deep and understand what's happening better in the world. So you know checking sources on the articles that you're reading hugely important and of course of course this has to go beyond just the person who's writing the article the person who's writing the article their job is to get out an article to get out information to get views and to bring in more revenue for their company that's what their their job is i mean uh, you know as, as much as we'd love to say that you know they care more about their the integrity of things that is not always the case, unfortunately, right? Even for the most reputable companies in the world. And in order to maintain their integrity, they, their job is to just do their work, do the, the job of creating an enticing article, get, getting the story, and you know, getting it to out, of, out to as many people as they can. So we, I, I don't blame anybody who... Has a headline that you know misinterprets information because you know it is their interpretation. Any interpretation is just somebody's interpretation. People are going to interpret it however they want, which is why checking out the sources yourself is going to be so helpful. And of course, un- understanding the foundation of all of this that we're that I'm talking about right now in terms of the headline and everything. Just understanding that alone, how a headline is being used as a major source of information. I mean, think about that for a second a headline is not, not any piece of data it's not any sort of you know background to a story there's no there's nothing it just it's just the overall arching theme overarching theme for an idea that's presented within the story based on someone's opinion and usually that opinion has to you know that opinion is going to move in a certain direction or another whether it's an opposition to or uh, for uh, an idea. So thinking about all of this combined, you know, when you're able to think just that extra step further, I mean, this is so powerful in many ways. It's not just for media or fake news or anything like that because it is out there, but this goes beyond that. This is thinking fast and slow. The, the, the fast mind and, and the slow mind where it's slow, isn't like slow, like, uh, no, it's it's slow. Like the fast mind is that just a quick reaction, you know, fight or flight. I got to, I got to move and make something happen or else I'm about to get eaten by a lion or the other mind where, okay, let me take a second and, you know, see if my, I'm reacting emotionally, you know, am I just, am I, you know, actually basing my reaction based on on fact, or is it? Am I just going with whatever I, I agree with? So you know, just l- knowing about all these things in this podcast, you know, is going to help you not be exploited by media, not be manipulated by media, and that's beneficial, you know. But the way that this is really helpful is when you start to do this, you start to think of new ways of thinking, you know. When you start to come up with new ideas. Because you're able to think critically about something. So this is helpful looking beyond just the initial concept, right? So here's an example of where it could be applied to business. You take a company like, let's take car dealerships. I'm making this this on a spot right now. But you take car dealerships and you take a car brand and you take a car brand that is like just say Toyota, biggest manufacturer in the world, right? And you look at car dealerships. Now, car dealerships are separate from the car brand because there's a dealership and they sell the cars, they purchase the cars from the manufacturer, and then they sell them, right? So when you think about it that way, you realize that looking further, Toyota is literally just the brand. Their job is to market the brand, and the car dealership, their job is to sell the car so where does that come in handy you know you're looking past that just obvious fact that toyota is a toyota But then the dealership is the brand but how, do, how else does this help if you're a dealership you got to realize like okay are you a marketing are you marketing for the the cars or are you primarily a source of helping your customers recognize the cars and this is where you would differentiate yourself right there's many ways you go about this Like where you focus your attention on how you grow or build your business, where you focus that attention is where your energies are going to flow. So if you're that dealership, right, you know, looking beyond, some of you maybe knew that the car manufacturer is separate from the car dealerships and maybe some of you didn't, but now you know, but when you look past just beyond that, you see more opportunities. So looking back at the car dealership, one dealership might say, oh, well, their focus is to... Provide the best service and Toyota, up-to-date Toyota cars in the highest, most best quantity and best prices possible. While another company might focus on used dealerships with a focus on Toyota because Toyota is a reputable brand and they just want to u- use that brand to you know establish the reputation of the other ones. And here's another better example, right? So you take Facebook and you look at Facebook, you think, okay, that's a social media company. But here's the thing is Facebook doesn't make any money on the the people who make accounts, right? People who are making Facebook pages, it's completely free to start a Facebook account. So are they a social media company or are they an advertising company? Are they just this big funnel of people for advertisers? You know, and that's thinking a little bit ahead, right? Facebook's probably never going to admit that they are that company because you know, at the end of the day, they really are a social media company. But the way you're able to start framing these things, to start looking at things differently, and frame things differently, and you know, if you're a writer, frame things to suit your agenda, which is fine. If you know, free speech, say say whatever you want that suits your agenda, as long as it you know maintains integrity, as long as it's not completely hurting anybody and you know un- unfortunately there's there's some f- speech that you know hurts people and is still accepted but you know I'm, I'm not saying to go too far right but at the end of the day you know if you're a blogger you've got free speech back things up and you, you know maybe your audience is an audience of conspiracy theorists or people who are you know don't care about the, the truth true they just They think the truth is like you know 20 steps beyond science fiction right they think the truth is something else that might be your audience you've got very popular you've got incredibly popular magazines that are based on that movies things like that so with that my 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 final message here is to realize the ways that media works check out this book trust me i'm lying the Confessions of a Media Manipulator by Ryan Holiday. He gives you some amazing stories of how media, the media is manipulating people. And you know, it's not something that's easy to prevent. It's not like you know, the person is literally manipulating you know, the masses, right? Mass manipulation. It's just just simple things that start to add up that can affect you as an individual in a negative or even a positive way, right? You get positive messages all the time and you're you're going to go down a positive route so whatever that is realize that what at least realize what's happening with media how headlines affect us and check out the book protect yourself protect your mind protect your thoughts and wish you the absolute best in everything you're doing thank you for watching and listening and have a wonderful day